politics is all, you, all you've known. What are you going to do? What are you going to do after this? I think it's time for a rest. I'm Emil Donovan, and six months on from that post-election night interview, Jamie Lee Ross is back. The politician Jamie Lee Ross has founded a company that's reportedly planning to sell a supplement claimed to protect its users from 5G radiation. Stuff reports that the nutritional supplement Procedium is being promoted as the natural solution to electromagnetic radiation. The former National MP and Advance NZ leader is kick-starting his new business career and a cynic might think he's looking to tap into his Advance NZ contacts book in the process. But in doing so, he's drawn attention to the much wider issue of what we basically would have called snake oil salesmen. For many, many years, this law has just not been applied properly. And so we've ended up with an industry where people selling health products that don't work just seem to practically be able to get away with saying a lot of nonsense about them. I know the Ministry of Health looked at this probably more than a decade ago, and they found around 12,000 products like this that were for sale. And more than half of them, they found, were breaching the regulations around that. If you're selling an alternative medication in New Zealand and you're clever with your words, you can claim it helps with just about anything and there are no repercussions. Today on The Detail, staff journalist Charlie Mitchell on the wild west of natural medicines and the lack of appetite to clean things up. Where did the kernel of the story come from in the first place? Did this story find you? Did you find it? What was the sort of background to it? Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a bit of both. Uh, everything about this story came from public information. Mitchell has written about Jamie Lee Ross's new business partnership, which in the future hopes to sell the medical supplement Praesidium. Obviously, Jamie Lee Ross is a figure that we as journalists are, are quite interested in, and for me particularly so since he started Advanced New Zealand and, and sort of became a, a de facto leader of sorts of this uh, conspiracy theory movement and politics. And so naturally some of us were wondering what he was up to uh, since the election. And that is when I came across Presidium, which is a company he had set up uh, with a man named Michael Kelly, who is the currently the chairman of Advanced New Zealand. But he's also a, I guess you'd say he's a naturopathy entrepreneur of sorts. Mm-hmm. So he has this long history of dealing in alternative medicine has this shop called Natural Solutions, which sells products that are, you know, certainly have dubious merits when you think um, when you think about conventional medicine and, and what these things are. Presidium is a word that we're going to hear a lot of here. It's both the name of the company and the name of a product, correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the product first of all. This is a quote-unquote medical supplement. Tell me a bit about it. Well, uh, to be honest, we don't know a, a whole lot about it. I mean, it purports to protect against electromagnetic radiation, you know, stuff like radio waves and microwaves and, and stuff like that. And, and that's really all we know. I mean, none of the people involved in this uh, responded to me at all, so I'm sort of having to go off public information. But what we do know is that the man behind this, an Italian microbiologist. His name is Dr. Marco Ruggiero. He uh, has been known to have some controversial views, I suppose, and has developed quite a few products on the basis of those views. Ruggiero is notorious. He's claimed HIV doesn't cause AIDS, 
and invented a nutritional supplement called the Clothos Formula, which he claims can modify at will the fabric of time-space at the level of DNA and induce relativistic time dilation with unimaginable consequences. That will cost you more than 12 grand for a year's treatment. He's also apparently on the verge of curing autism. And today I will show you all new data, all new results, uh, and a great deal of hope, because uh, as Dr. Brestri said just a few minutes ago, I think, we think, that we are truly very close to a cure for autism. This paper describing how activation of macrophages could empower the immune system to fight cancer, where we elucidate the cellular and molecular mechanism through which a stimulation of the immune system leads to eradication of HIV. I know these are strong statements, but these are... In New Zealand, the rules around what medicines claim to be able to do is outlined in a piece of legislation. Here is Mark Honeychurch, chair of NZ Skeptics and secretary of the Society for Science-Based Healthcare. He's been keeping an eye on the rules and regulations surrounding alternative medicines for nearly a decade now. The Medicines Act of 1981 basically says that if you're claiming any kind of therapeutic purpose, if you're claiming that the thing being sold can change anything in your body, it talks about affecting physiological processes, uh, that that makes it a a therapeutic purpose and there are restrictions on what you can say. And they're common sense restrictions. You know, if, if you're saying that you can buy this thing off us and it's going to help you with this medical condition then you have to have evidence to back them up. So I think the regulations themselves are fine. You know, reading it, it, it reads fairly rock-solidly. I think it's the policing. Uh-huh. It's, the, it's the enactment. Um, how are the government departments who are responsible for the Medicines Act and other legislation actually treating their responsibility to ensure that companies are not in breach of the legislation. And most of the time, this just isn't happening. I mean, we we tend to use advertising standards because they are an industry-led organisation. They're not government regulation. They're industry self-regulation. And... They, as part of their charter, have agreed that any complaint that comes ill, they will listen to. And this is not the case with most government departments, the the type that we make complaints to. Someone like the Commerce Commission, Mm -hmm. they have limited resources and they pick and choose what they think are the most egregious and problematic issues. And what we think is serious might not necessarily be what the Commerce Commission or MedSafe or the wider Ministry of Health consider to be important. So I, I think the law is there, but the trouble is that for many, many years, this law has just not been applied properly. Mm. And so we've ended up with an industry where people selling health products that don't work just seem to practically be able to get away with saying a lot of nonsense about them. So to recap, if you're selling a natural medicine or a remedy which has a softer claim, like a supplement which helps boost your resistances to help fight against electromagnetic radiation... You're only really bound by the Advertising Standards Authority, an industry group which looks at claims on a case-by-case basis, but has much less power when it comes to handing out punishments. Anyway, back to Charlie Mitchell, Marco Ruggiero and Presidium. What we know about this one is that he published a paper middle of last year that seemed to outline uh, a method of protecting against electromagnetic radiation, which is what this product claims to do. Mm-hmm. So in, in that paper, he... It's quite technical and dense, but but what he's 
essentially describing is some sort of probiotic mixture combined with a it, it's a type of lake cyanobacteria and a noxious weed called field horsetail. And the general idea seems to be that when you consume this concoction, it transfers a natural resistance to electromagnetic radiation to human cells. And I yeah, I have no idea how that works or, or if that's even remotely plausible, but that is essentially the basis of the product and what's being sold. So, like, it's probably not. It's probably not bad for us, right? Like, like these, this collection of ingredients probably won't hurt you. It's not hemlock. But the thing is, it also probably doesn't protect us against electromagnetic rays because, to the best of our knowledge, there actually isn't anything to protect against. Is that kind of the situation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fundamentally it. I mean, there's no evidence that there's anything damaging or harmful in this. Um, but the problem is there's just no proof um, that it works. That's the first problem. And the second problem is, as you point out, whether this is something that is even an issue at all. What seems to be the case is that this is being marketed towards people who have concerns about 5G. Um, and this is a popular, I guess you call it a conspiracy theory of sorts. It's at least popular in conspiracy theory-driven movements that 5G is damaging to us and it's being rolled out as a method of control the reason they think it's harmful is because you have the electromagnetic spectrum, which ranges from radio waves at the lower end to X-rays and gamma rays at the higher end. And we know that X-rays and gamma rays can be damaging to your health. Radio waves and microwaves are, are not damaging. So 5G is slightly higher up the spectrum than the ones we've been using so far, like 3G and 4G. Uh -huh. So that is, seems to be the basis of the concerns, that it's going slightly higher up the spectrum and therefore it is likely to be damaging to our health um, and and the consensus view really among experts is that that is not the case there is a famous clip from the well-known medical television show the simpsons ah, not a bear in sight the bear patrol must be working like a charm that's specious reasoning dad thank you honey by your logic i could claim that this rock keeps tigers away oh how does it work doesn't work. Uh -huh. It's just a stupid rock. Uh -huh. But I don't see any tigers around here, do you? Lisa, I want to buy your rock. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the point of that clip, it's, it's this kind of correlation versus causation argument. Yeah. It's like, does this pill actually protect you or is there nothing to protect you from? And, and that's like one of the fundamental problems with products like this. There, there's really no way to prove that they work. I mean, if you subjected it to the sort of scrutiny a, a conventional medicine would get, you would probably find it doesn't work at all. But because they don't subject it to that scrutiny, you're just left with this thing that you have no idea whether it works or not. You just know that your body isn't being devastated by 5G and you sort of assume it works. Well, let's talk a bit about natural medicine. What are the rules around natural medicines like this? Are there regulations or hoops that you have to jump through? Do they have to be approved by anyone? What's the deal there? Yes, basically there's two different tracks these sorts of products can go down. So if they claim to have a therapeutic purpose, so say they claim to cure or treat or have any sort of what you generally consider a medicinal effect, they come under the, the Medicines Act. But if they don't claim to have a therapeutic purpose, then they go down a different pathway, which is essentially for dietary supplements. 
And so if something goes down the, the medicine track, it's, it's quite strictly regulated. They have to essentially prove that it works and it does what it says it does. But down the other track, they don't really have to do much at all. The main caveat there is that they can't claim that it cures something. So, they, so you couldn't say that, yes, this will absolutely cure you of, of electromagnetic radiation or whatever. But they can make general claims about your health. So mm. they could say, if you take this, it's great for your health, you know, it'll improve your energy or whatever. And, and so what that often leads to is these, in America, they're sometimes called a quack Miranda warning. And so it's, it's basically just a, a pro forma note that appears next to a product that says... These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any illness. It's sort of like treated as a get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, but, I mean, the problem here is that there are a lot of products that, that seem to break these rules. There doesn't seem to be a lot of enforcement of it. I mean, I know the Ministry of Health looked at this probably more than a decade ago, and they found around 12,000 products like this that were for sale. Mm. And more than half of them, they found, were breaching the regulations around that. So it seems like there's fairly widespread non-compliance with this. Non-compliance generally is pointed out to the Advertising Standards Authority through complaints from private citizens like Mark Honeychurch. I think for me personally, it might be... 250, maybe 300. Altogether as an organisation, we might have managed 400 or more. Are there any especially notable or you know, egregious examples that, that spring out to your mind? Oh, I mean, there's so many. Um, the cancer ones especially, the Takiri Gold cancer cure of a few years ago that was promoted by Sir Colin Meads. Dying of cancer's not that flash either, so, and I think um, it's a lot safer to drink than chemo or anything else, but... Well, people still take chemo or do whatever. I never would suggest to somebody that they don't take chemo or radiation. That's, that's The medical profession is first and they do what they've got to do. Um, and then people that come here to me, that's, that's what they come for. They've got no other option. So, um, and, and I feel the weight of that. And, and you've seen the people coming in. And, not, and for me, it feels like they take a little piece of me when they go. That one was horrible, and it's, it's always horrible to see how long it can take to sort these things out, that even when it's something that government agrees is a problem, it can still be a lengthy process to say to someone, your bleach does not cure cancer, you have to stop selling it. And in this case, they didn't even get told to stop selling it. The All they got told to do is to stop saying that it cures cancer. Um, so those are bad ones, but I... I think all of it, you know, all of alternative medicine, it's basically, it's people making claims about things that they have no right to be making claims about and selling them. People are making millions of dollars selling something that all evidence shows doesn't work to unsuspecting consumers. And that, to me, is really unfortunate, just the sheer amount of money every year that goes into these people's pockets. But when it, you know, when it comes to, I mean, I feel it feels like one of those, this is one of those areas where, you know, it's easy to mark natural remedies or alternative medications from afar. But, you know, if you have a serious illness or a terminal illness and you're undergoing conventional treatment and it doesn't seem to be helping, it is understandable that people would go there. I mean, are you, are you suggesting that all alternative medicines sh what sh shouldn't be allowed to be on market? 
Um, no, I mean, maybe in my utopia, that would be the case that, you know, if you are selling somebody something and they are hoping to use it to treat a condition, you need evidence first. I don't see that that's unreasonable, but I do accept that this is now a major market and that there are many things in play here. So I think practically the the really simple one is you cannot make claims in advertising for a product if you don't have evidence to back that up. That if somebody wants to go, despite the evidence, and have acupuncture to try and treat their baldness or anything else, then that's fair enough. But really, the people selling this shouldn't be allowed to say things that aren't true. And it's that simple. I guess the question there is, you know, what is the penalty? What do you pay if you are found to be breaching the rules here? I mean, what are the consequences for a company? So at the moment, from what I can tell, the vast majority of the time, the consequences are just being told to stop. That even if it goes to court, the only response will be you have to stop saying these things. There is the odd occasion where the government has decided to take more action. So there was someone a while offering a while ago offering a, um, a diagnostic technique called BDOT, by digital O-ring something beginning with T. Um, and it was basically, um, it, it sounds quite technical, but the the basic technique was as a patient, you would hold your index finger and your thumb together and the natural doctor would try to pull them apart. And by telling how much strength there was there, he could work out whether you needed to buy other treatments from him. So there are rare cases where people are fined, and I think he might have been fined $50,000 or something like that, but it is very rare. Um, But interestingly, there is new legislation. So a while ago, we were looking forward to the Natural Health Products Bill, which unfortunately lapsed when the new government came into power in 2017. Um, But there is a new, um, I think it's therapeutic products and medicines bill. And this is looking like it does have potential to allow government just to um, have more options as far as warning people and fining people for not complying with warnings are concerned. So I'm hopeful it's um, it's going to become law. Only time will tell, though, with these kinds of things. Of course, there are natural products that do work. Sometimes they're called complementary medicines. Mm. And it's probably important to point out that some natural products are are very good um, and they are proven to work. So fish oils, for example, or or honey are considered natural medicines. And there's a a lot of evidence to to show that they work and and they're effective. The problem is that they're sort of swimming in the same sea as all these products like Presidium where there's just no evidence that they work and theoretically they shouldn't Um, and so you end up with this uh, people are overwhelmed with information and and it's sort of hard for us to discern what is what is true what is effective what is not and the fact that they're all sort of treated the same way you, you sort of end up with this impression that they're all the same thing when they're clearly not and when prominent people like Colin Meads and Jamie Lee Ross get involved in fronting such products it brings the issue to the fore. I mean, in the Jamie Lee Ross case, it, it sort of has to be seen, I think, in, in the context of his political movement, Advance New Zealand. Mm. If, you, if you look at any of Advance New Zealand's communications online, on their, on their Facebook page or on Telegram or, or Gab, they have become a party that is almost completely oriented around issues involving alternative medicine, um, particularly focusing on, on vaccines and 
the COVID-19 response and stuff like that. And so that base has a lot of overlap with consumers of products like these. And you have to sort of infer from that that Jamie Lee Ross has, has seen an opportunity there, that this political base that he has cultivated is amenable to products like this. So the fact that he is involved in this, I, I think, is actually quite significant because it, it tells you about the direction of these movements that, that are gaining, not necessarily influence, but they're, they're certainly uh, gaining in notoriety and they're finding new members all the time, particularly in these issues around COVID-19 and, and some of the fear-mongering around the vaccine. That's it for today. I'm Emile Donovan. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and NZ On Air. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile device every weekday from any podcast platform. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can find us too. Today's episode was engineered by Jeremy Ansel and produced by Alexia Russell and Jesse Chang. And thanks to Charlie Mitchell and Mark Honeychurch. Matewa. Mā